Yo, what is going on, people? And welcome back to the Send News Podcast. Join us as we take a deep dive into three articles that we found interesting in the news this week. But the catch is, the boys that prepared the articles didn't tell us anything about those articles. So strap yourselves in as you'll be reacting at the exact same time as we are. And on the show today, we've got T. Bro said we're the littiest batch in South London and bro, bro, it's a fact. Soon come, soon come. If you know, you know. <laughs> We've got Hash. Excellent finish. Oh, Salah. Oh, Salah. You <laughs> got to me? I'm going to have my wave check coming now that I've got my trim off. Wave check by the season finale. Oh, that's something to look out for. Something to look out for. <laughs> and myself, Hassan. I've lost a head of hair, as you can see. So, Jeez. lads, we've had our opening weekend. The restrictions have been lifted. The pubs have been full. The trims have been plentiful. The stomachs have been full. It's been it's been a good weekend, I'd say. It's been a good weekend. How, how have you guys enjoyed it? Sorry, okay. some background noise there. <laughs> <laughs> He's riding a motorbike outside. All right, we'll, we'll, do you know what? We'll, we'll head to Tabby, who, who's in BN123. What yeah, was your live on the yeah. scene. Uh, yeah, well, f- nice little weekend, man. I was pretty much on the beach more time this weekend. Oh, lovely. Um, yeah, lovely, lovely. Just even taking a stroll. Like, I, d- I didn't have anything booked. Uh, I wasn't as prepared as most people, but even just taking a stroll and stuff, it's enough for like a night, man. You just uh, encounter like so much going on. Uh, yeah, I uh, went on the pier. Like I don't even go on the pier usually, but I went on the pier to watch some football yesterday. Uh, who was playing? Oh, the FA Cup semi-final. Yeah. What were they showing then, the game on like, a, on like a big screen? Yeah, there's like a big screen on the pier. So the view is amazing. I've got a picture. I need to send you a lot of picture, man. The view is like incredible. It's like the whole sort of like front, uh, you know, like the sort of like the seaside front bit of Brighton. You can see it all from the pier. It just looks peng. And that's like the yeah. background of the screen that you're watching. It's too live, man. It, oh, sorry, sorry. it sounds nice, yeah, but... We, we were out Friday, right, during the day when the sun was out, but mm. we were cold. Now I'm thinking cold, Brighton, yeah, by cold. the beach, the breeze, was they not getting very yeah. cold? I was freezing. I'm not going to lie. I had a jumper, <laughs> I had a shirt, and I had a T-shirt, and I could not stop thinking about how cold I was. <laughs> Trust me. I was like, I couldn't talk to people because I was just too cold to, like, think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, made the rookie mistake of, like, reading too much into the sun and not like the actual temperature yeah it's been very deceiving i think we we all fell victim to that this weekend um because me to me and hash met up on friday as well we were sat outside on what seemed to be a lovely bright sunny friday afternoon but lo and behold we had some arctic winds coming through that was absolutely (laughs) ruining us (laughs) if you weren't in the sun if you didn't have direct sunlight on you yeah, you're frozen. You're cold. You're gonna be frozen. And but yeah, sat- Saturday for me. Oh, such a lovely day. I just went. I just went for a walk with a friend, um, <laughs> around London. But like, but just what? What you did? You circled London. Literally, like, you went all so, around London. Yeah, we went. Well, I don't even know. To be honest, we started at Covent Garden. We just like went with the flow. We went through Trafalgar Square. Went past like London Eye, Downing Street, South Bank. And then we got the train from London Bridge. So we'd been walking for like a few hours or something, a couple hours, two, three hours. But it was bare nice, just everyone out having fun, uh, like drinking, eating their ice creams, even though it was freezing. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm actually very excited for summer now after that. Like everyone's, everyone's gassed. And you can just tell, vibes are just good right now. So yeah, For sure. It's been a long time coming, right? Like this one is just... This has easily been, I don't know for you lot, but like, I think it's easily been the toughest lockdown of the three um, for a lot of people, for like quite a lot of reasons. So even now you see like people are braving the cold, like probably wouldn't even go to the beach normally on a day, like on a day like Friday, Tabby, or maybe mm-hmm. just like, yeah, if you if you could do that any day, you probably wouldn't. But the fact that everyone was there, the fact that we were freezing, like at one point during our booking on Friday, we were all just standing up just to generate heat. <laughs> yeah. But like, <laughs> we still weren't going anywhere. And like, for me, like, yeah, you obviously, you know, you, know, you lot know I was wearing a gilet. So my, the temperature across my body was all <laughs> over the place. Like my chest was calm, but then my arms were just so cold. I don't know what I was playing Wait, at. G- bro, G- is I say the concept like my arms are the coldest bits of my body so I just don't get it <laughs> like <laughs> thing is I was no, anticipating sorry. I was anticipating a warmer day I thought the fleece would do enough but 
yeah mm. but it was still nice it was just nice to be about and like mm. this week in general you know being able to go to the gym a couple times able to get my car washed just doing things i've been able to do in like four months mm. you know get get everyone's got trims in this uh in this little snapshot now seeing haircuts all over the gaff shape ups i've seen shape ups in like you know four months so <laughs> yeah, it's man, just nice to see like we love to see it wait yeah, yeah, one question though different. how does everyone feel with like with um because obviously everything was like crazy booked up like i i had trouble getting into places because i was um not as prepared as other people uh so i had to uh sort of chance it and then ended up just sort of like settling on the beach um which is fine but how do you feel about going forward i think things like i was looking at some places and they're booked up till like may time like some like table spaces and some like venues is booked up like as far as that I can see um how do you feel about that because I feel like boys in general are a lot more spontaneous than girls sorry if I'm generalizing but yeah they're a lot more spontaneous when I was speaking to one of our female friends on yesterday she was like oh I've just sporadically booked like bars throughout the whole of April and May just in case you want to go out that weekend so she's that prepared compared to like us like what we do is we literally turn up and be like yo if you got space for four people <laughs> nah, okay, so I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> we are so unprepared like what, i mean what we used to be like pre-lockdown it would just be like someone will pop up on a thursday and be like in a group chat so we're doing this weekend and then all of a sudden like one thing turns to another and a plan just kind of formulates on a saturday wherever it is these times you turn up like there's no there's no point like even some of the bookings like one of our friends has been quite good at sending bookings for this, bookings for that. And he's just catching air because we're just so lazy, man. Like we don't book <laughs> anything. Like it's been so poor. Like let's book this, let's book that. And obviously we saw that on um, on Friday when we tried to get just a seat anywhere. Like it just it just wasn't happening. You know, even the takeaway pints, they when they shut that down and we couldn't we couldn't grab a pint from that from that um little pop up um bar. So yeah, it's definitely going to be techie, I think, until May 17th, yeah, um, my, when we can mm-hmm. go indoors again. Yeah, just my one word of advice is avoid all these central London hotspots like Soho and like all these areas. People, there's so many better parts of London to be going to. You can head over to Hackney, head over to King's Cross, head over to even Rami, Wood Green area. They've even got nice places there. And you won't have to be queuing up and you won't have to deal with mad people and, and shit like that. It's actually quite calm. So yeah, I feel like there's a, there's some there's underlying motive there with us. Um, if you've got some bar set up and we're green that you're trying to play. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone check out green. everyone check out the goodness <laughs> brewery and we're green. All right, boys. Let me get straight into it. Uh, a bit of a um, opening question. I know we've got some varied names. Actually, you know, Hassan and Hashim have quite similar names, but. A question for and the Tammy group. and Tibby. Yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah. But, but like it's mad because it's from like quite different cultures, but they're similar. But how do you? Um, what What are your thoughts towards your name? Like, are you happy with how your parents named you? I know Timmy. Your name is actually way longer than it is, mm. so you've shortened it to. Same, same with you. Same Tammy. with me. Same with me. Yeah, same yeah, with yeah. me. I'll I'll admit my government name is a bit longer than my um than, <laughs> than what I use. But yeah. I want to know how, like, are you not happy with like how your parents named you? I've I've never really, yeah, I've I've never really had like an issue being named Hassan. Like the only the only thing that really bugged me was when people used to spell my name with two S's. Like, oh, okay. man, like I'm I, I don't know if I'm part of the minority that only has one S, but like for some reason growing up, everyone used to write my name with two S's and that. Even to this day, um, our friend Mushape he sent me a screenshot of uh, of one of our chats and he still has my name saved as Hassan with two S's. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? I'm like, you've known me for like five years now. Like, can you please change my name? <laughs> Do you get that on emails, Hass? Like, oh, oh, mate, mate, like someone puts mate. two S's. I've, I've, I've shown, I've pretty much, I'm pretty sure I've shown you lot some of the work emails I've got where people have like, call me Hassan um, with two S's. They call me Hussein once. Got called, <laughs> got called Hussan. H-U-S-A-N And there was another one Where it was like H-U-A-S-A-N Which Oh which, wow which, That's which, mad Those those really confuse me Because I sign off Every email with my name And My name is on my work email As well like it's, it's on the actual email itself So Nice Yeah I've had I've had funny. So for me like I don't mind Like obviously I like being called Timmy um, But 
you know, Timmy is the short form of my name. So I don't know, like my, my full name. Actually, I'm not giving my government out on this mic. What's about? <laughs> That's you know, what I was gonna say. I was like, I was, I, was about to, I was about to get on my government. What's going on? I was, I was just praying that no one says the actual full name. <laughs> sure. We can we can beep that one out in post. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah. So you know, Timmy is the short version of my name. So what I hate being called. I don't like being called Tim. Cause like okay. then they like Tim is short for for Timothy. Even when sometimes people the first time they meet me they spell Timmy like the the Timmy Turner way, but that's just like standard because that's the only way they know how to spell it. And then I tell them differently and it's fine. But I don't like being called Tim because it's just not my name. It's short for for Timothy. But so there's this one um at work. There's this one partner that we work with, and she consistently calls me Tim. And I don't really understand why. Because like, like Hassan said, like my email signature has Timmy on it. My address has Timmy on it. And I tell like my boss all the time, I'm like, what's what's going on? Why does she keep calling me Tim in these threads? Because <laughs> what I started doing was, at first I was just like, you know, in an email, you don't have to put your name at the bottom because you've got your signature, right? Yeah. So you just put like best regards and then you have a little signature at the bottom. So what I started doing is I started putting my name as well. <laughs> so it'd be like best regards, Timmy. And then my signature that has Timmy on it. And then she's still calling me Tim. Oh, and I'm wow. like, at this point, I feel like she's mocking it. So what I'm trying to do next is next time we have an email conversation, I'm going to put Timmy in bold. <laughs> maybe even bold italics and yeah. then the signature. No, 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 Timmy. <laughs> just yeah. do the Tim normally and put the I in, in bold. What's her name, man? Just simplify her name. Just picture her name and see how she reacts. It's a standard British name, man. I can't even simplify it. Like, I can't just call her Karen. Say hi, Karen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, in terms of my full name, like obviously, I don't I think you don't know, but for the for the podcast out there, I have bare names. Like I have my mm, legal yeah. name and my traditional name. Um, I don't really think about my traditional name a lot because I only really use three or four names on 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 legal stuff. But I think it's just, you know, it's just my traditions, my culture. So I don't have an issue with it. No, okay, cool. Hash, what about you? Yeah, with me. So, like, as as Timmy said, I don't think about my name very often. But actually, I had a conversation with one of my colleagues the other day, uh, and my role, yeah, I'm in sales, so it's like reaching out to people um, and eliciting interest. And we we both like he he's also like uh, he's he's an F, he's an ethnic guy. We were like, if only our name was like Jennifer, like we would be, we'd be killing it in this game right now because you've got one one Pakistani name, one. Like I don't even know what his name. He's got a Jewish name. He was like, "This is why we're not doing as well as we could be." He's like, "These white girls out here killing their numbers." Call me Jennifer, man. That's what I was thinking. I just might just start cat- catfishing these people. See how it goes. Well, with, with, with your same voice, you like, "Hi, it's Jennifer here." <laughs> Some guys like, like, "Wow, this girl can uh." What, this girl's got. She's got a husky voice. Yeah, yeah she can be yeah. the offer. So what? Um, so what? So when you um like looking forward now when you come to name your children um if you get uh blessed with children what approach do you reckon you're gonna follow like obviously we've got like ethnic names but do you think you'll follow like a ethnic route or you're gonna go with the english name the jennifers i i think i've actually um i thought about this today because i went to watch one of my nephews play football so he's married uh, my cousin's married a bosnian woman so they're not gonna they're not, they're not gonna go for a pakistani name so they went with one called so, like summer mm-hmm. it's a guy okay. but like s-a-m-a-r and the younger brother's called roman or we call him roman oh, okay um so they're not your traditional pakistani names i think they might be they're gonna be islamic but i think they're cool names like and, and i think there's two ways like F- ethnic people go they're either like really proud of ethnicity it will give you like the freshest name yeah <laughs> like <laughs> i'm not gonna say anything I'm not <laughs> anyone. But, but um or you can go with one that like you're about to drop a whole list of names so oh, a whole <laughs> load of people <laughs> like one bushra sorry sorry to the bushras out there <laughs> but um no nah, but f- f- the way i see it like you can be proud and all of that and then you can cause the kid problems in the future, right? When they, when their CVs just getting thrown in the bin, um, <laughs> or you can make their life a little bit easier and go with like a, a nicer, cooler name that like the Western world can understand, can mm. pronounce. Yeah, but do you do you think that's that's bad that we're having to conform to what the Western world wants? Yeah, to CVs and that. Do you not feel like yeah. you're, kind of, you're you're losing your culture in that sense. Yeah, but it's also just being like realistic, and it's not. And you're not necessarily losing culture. I'm just saying I'm not. I don't want to go with such a fresh name because at the end of the day, I'm born and brought up in the uk yeah like, your, your name still gonna go for, i'm still gonna go for a muslim name 
Yeah. I'm just, well, Tim, I don't know why I haven't got. Well, that's a good point, but it's not like yeah. you, you're not, okay, but at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> but you are in a good place in terms of like work wise. I could be um, in better. Oh, so you think you're being held back? Like, yes. Because oh, of your fresh name. There's a real lack of accountability too. here. Well, I mean, I, mean, I think, <laughs> you know, I think, I think name, the name does definitely affect your like likeness of like getting jobs. Because I remember when I was like 16 and I was applying to like all these next like sales roles, I put out like 30 applications. I didn't get one single reply, not even for an interview. And I feel like if I just replied with like Henry Winter, like some name like that, I would have definitely got like at least past that like, one stage when they see some 16 year old. You were 16 then? Yeah, but Wait, my, you were applying for a sales role at 16. It was just like one of them, like, um, no, in, inside Next. As in, oh, like, right. I thought yeah, that yeah. Was, oh, not, oh, not like big man sales oh, role. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's like customer, customer care and all that shit. Oh, I was like, I I was like man, yeah. if I can't even get this, and, and the, the only people that hired me were Pizza Hut, and that was because they were run by <laughs> Asians. That's because it's your dad. They said, nah, that's one of the bros. Let's bring him in, man. <laughs> Bro, that place was funny. Yeah. I've got so many good stories from Pizza Hut. I'm going to have to tell you like, some, some of them some days, mate. Yeah. It, just, it was literally what? full of freshies, bro. Some people out there like literally could not speak any English at all. They would only speak like Urdu to the manager. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, we need to talk. I feel like we need to talk about past jobs one day. I've got a few stories as well, just some funny oh, jobs. Oh, mate, yeah. yeah. So, so what, Has and Timmy, you'd opt for what? Ethnic names or like English sort of sounding names? Nah, I, I think my I think I'll give my child like a, a you know like a Yoruba name like wherever I mean obviously like it's a factor of who you're with right you know if yeah. you're if you if you've got a partner who's from a different culture um, and that's important to them as well and you've got to find that blend but I definitely like one hundred percent within like my my children's names there'll be like Yoruba naming in there for sure um, but at the same time like you can find names that you know just like you can have a Christopher who's called Chris and stuff like that. There's plenty of names in our culture that have shortened versions, not mm. even just for CVs. It just makes it easier. Like who mm. wants to walk around with everyone calling them their like five and six syllable name all the time, <laughs> you know, like that's stress, whether you're English or whether you're yeah. Nigerian or whether you're, you know, whatever. So, yeah. but yeah, no, nah, for sure there has to be some, some culture in there for sure. Yeah. I think, I think for me, um, there's like loads of like Quranic names, that are all like part of the same you know like the abrahamic faiths it's like yeah. christianity islam yeah. and judaism like you can use those same names like it's still part of the same tradition so obviously yeah. like in an arabic like i think yaya that's that means john I'm yeah pretty sure um, ibrahim and abraham yeah yeah so daniel daniel yeah so so there, i feel like there's a lot of scope to like name like to have cool like quranic names mm-hmm. but i feel like we're just like my family they've always gone for like the standard ones like i've got an uncle called hassan um, my cousin, he's Dad's got the same Hassan. name. <laughs> my dad, nephew's called Hassan. <laughs> my dad and his granddad have the same name. Oh, they follow that. My friendship. granddad and his great granddad have the same name. So I actually broke the chain of like <laughs> traditional, no, like no. being named after the grandfather. Um, but yeah, man, I feel like my, my family, like you, you, kind of go into a room, you'd be like, all right, the, all these names are bare similar. Like, have they mm-hmm. just been like picking the same ones out of a hat and like just kind of reusing them? But I, mm-hmm. I would like to kind of keep it. It's like. Quranic, but then find like some of the cool, cool names. Yeah. Side question uh, for you, lot. Um, yeah. Before you jump into Abby, would any of you name your like? I guess in this case, son, like a junior, like your name, Junior. Nah, no. Well, possibly, you know. <laughs> Mad. Nah, nah, nah. nah. I don't know. Name, people do that, you know don't named know. after the greatest. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, like, I don't know. I don't, what what brings people to do that? Like, was their name nice? They thought it like, oh, that that's a sound, nice sounding name. Like, I think I, don't know. I think it's like you want to pass on that tradition that I'm passing yeah. on my name to my son. It's probably like mm. some very like traditional idea ideology behind doing that. Mm. More so than it's just a nice name. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get you. Timmy, would you do it? Nah, man. Like, it's just nah. I feel like <laughs> let, them, let them let them have their own name, man. Let them have their own identity. You don't you don't want to have um your son be called Young Tims. Keep that shit. Why U N G as well? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. No. It's all good. All right. What about you, Tabby? What What are you? What are your thoughts on on giving your kids a traditional name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, in some part, yeah, I'd sneak it in there. But probably, like, probably not. I don't think, like, up front, personally, just, like, thinking about the environment and things like that. 
I think it has to make sense for the environment, but certainly like a middle yeah. name or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're like with your like full version of your first name, the way that it shortens to Tabby, like that's, that's nice, isn't it? And I, yeah. that was like, I still remember the moment, bro. It's like my year five teacher. I just came to year five. He saw my name, must've seen it's long to say. So he just said Tabby. <laughs> I was like, really? oh, that, yeah, I was just like, oh, that's got a nice ring to it. I'm gonna so keep that. That's <laughs> how you got your it. name. <laughs> yeah, I just kept it, bro. And then ever since then, it's just been a movie. So thank him wherever he's at, I hope he's all right. <laughs> yeah. It literally, man, that moment changed my life. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> But the reason I bring it up, boys, um, recently the, the, the Office of National Statistics, the ONS, released the most popular baby name so far in 2021. Now, I want us to take a guess at what's the most popular girl's name so far, and then also what's the most popular boy's name so far? Is this in the UK um, or worldwide? Yeah, this, so obviously, ONS is obviously going to be the Muhammad, UK. Mohammed and Bushra. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. thought Mohammed is up there. So probably second or something. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me let me take that back. Actually, this is Baby Center, not ONS. The Baby Center is um, the the people that have published this list. Um, I, I think. And this is the UK, by the way. This is the UK. Hash. John, I'm g- isn't Catherine? Isn't let's go. Let's go, girls. Ones, yeah. Everyone, I'm gonna go. Each one, give a guess, and then I'll I'll. I'll maybe give a hint if no one's got it and then I'll say it. And then I just want to pull out some surprising ones in the top 30 as well. There's some surprising names in there. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Let's go through. Hassan, what's your guess? Um, number uh, one. Number one. I think I, I remember seeing something, an article similar to that like a couple of years ago. And I think I remember it being like Catherine or Katie is that number one, but that's going to be my Catherine guess. Katie, unfortunately, wrong. Uh, oh, Ash. Damn. Uh, Elizabeth. Ah, uh, unfortunately, that's from. Well, you people, people are people are still naming their kids after the queen. Yeah, well, <laughs> queen, you know. No, because no, because the reason the reason I say that is because I think I saw it like last year or something, and I remember it just being this like posh name. So I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, posh. Yeah. that's why I said Catherine. So I was like, what about you, Timmy? I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna go, Karina. Karina, what? <laughs> Bro, like Kapoor. No, like Wait, how Karina, would you spell that? Just, <laughs> <laughs> nah, you know what? Because nah, you know what it is? I, I read an article. I don't know if it's the same one that you read, Hassan. That, um, or even even in a book, that um, a lot of people around Hurricane Katrina, back in 05 like the babies born at that time, there was like a massive rise in people that were born of like names beginning with K, and stuff. That's and they said okay. that like they related it to the fact that it was to do with the hurricane. So I'm just trying to think if there's anything that's happened in the UK that would like have the same thing so no, seriously, saying, I, is that is that what? are you saying is that linked to covid then karina yeah on a serious guess i'll go with like i don't know amy or something amy oh okay that's a reasonable guess but unfortunately none of you lot got is it, it abigail nah 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 so the answer it starts it's with a crazy starts with an o Olivia. Olivia. Yeah, Olivia. Oh, I yeah. saw that. That, that no, reminds me. Yeah. I think I think <laughs> Olivia's a Olivia's a proper nice name. I like that name. Yeah, it's a nice name, man. It's some some name. interesting ones in the top thirty. Oh, is it for a guy Oliver? Uh well, no, no, wait, we'll get into the guys one next. I'm just gonna give some interesting ones that um popped up in the 30. Number 13, I think this is quite interesting. Aria. A-R-I-A. That's a nice oh, name. Like Aria Stark. Nice name. Yeah, Stark? similar to that, but like spelled slightly differently. I think yeah, she was spelled yeah. A-R-Y. Was, yeah. Is, is Aria a star? I can't remember. I'm not even sure. Like it it sounds, like, it sounds like Aries. Yeah, Timmy, on that, on that number yeah, 10 but... is Luna. Man. These, these are some good names, you know. Yeah, Luna. That's a nice name. Um, 18, this must be Zimbabwean. Blessings. <laughs> Wait, not, not even just one blessing. It's blessings plural. Blessings, <laughs> Multiple blessings. Yeah, either, either Zim or Ebo, fam. One of the two. Trust. <laughs> do, do you guys? Uh, there was a blessing in at Union, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a guy. Yeah. So is it a guy or a girl's name then? Yeah, yeah. Why would unisex. blessing be? Yeah, why would blessing, blessing be gender specific? Yeah, trust. Fair enough. Fair enough. I remember. One, People in school we used to call that precious. Yeah, it's precious a proper like, uh, Zim Zimbabwean people love them. She was of. overweight in it. 
Right. Uh, what? What a stereotype, man. We're gonna, we're gonna believe that in here. Uh, get in Hash's DMs. Oh Hash is getting cancelled every week, and you just go <laughs> every not? single week, and you bring me back every single week. <laughs> I touched it. A weird one, yeah, which I like. I don't know how to even say this name. It's spelled number twenty. It's spelled R Y I L E E. Riley, Riley, Riley? Elon Musk's child, man. What the hell is that? Sure is it Riley? Riley. How do you spell it? R I Y E L L. R Y I L double E. So R Y. Oh yeah. Is it just Riley? Riley. No way. Is that one of the most popular names? Like really. Number twenty. It spells so weirdly. Riley. I feel like that's what people are doing now. People are just finding inventive waves. Sticking letters together for real. Yeah, to re-spell like common names. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What about for boys then, boys? Um, guess the number one name. Oliver Hassan. Okay, David. Hash has gone with Oliver. David. Hassan. David. David. Timmy. Jack. Jack. Okay, good guesses, but nowhere near. And in fact, this is a surprising one. Think. Think Bible. Jesus. Da- Daniel. <laughs> think animals. Noah. Sheep. Noah, Noah, oh. <laughs> boom, Noah, Noah. How I would have not yeah, guessed that right. people have been called Noah this day and age. Like, I don't even, I, yeah, it's fact, I've, got, I've got a colleague, their, their, their son's name Noah, he's a toddler. It's him, he's a, the most popular names, but I don't know anyone by these names. Yeah, they're the new generation. New gener- so I get it, I get it's it. Probably like, good that you don't because then you'd know loads of babies. <laughs> like, for, <laughs> for some weird reason. <laughs> But, yeah, like, but yeah, I bumped into loads of noes. And, uh, <laughs> point being, that they, these names also come from like zero to hundred. Then, what do like, you mean? as in, like, I don't know anyone called Noah but now. This is that's probably the most popular name. Oh, this is, this is done like in, this, in waves. Is this the most popular names this year? So for everyone born this year? Yeah, exactly. Twenty twenty one so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's so, the yeah. most? Uh, what's the most popular name that you know? If you, do you get what I'm saying, like, what's oh. the name you see most commonly? Um, oh. Ooh, quite that's a lot hard of one. Uh, Joel. Joel, J O E L. There's a few Joels. Yeah. I, see a, I see a lot of Toms, I guess. Fam, there Tom, was like 15 yeah, Tom. Toms in, in our school in my year. Think, yeah, yeah, Tom is the most. Tom was hella Tom, Tom, is Ollie, hella Tom and Ollie are probably Ollie, like the most common Ollie, ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joe, Joe. Yeah. Quite common. They didn't have any. Well, actually, no, we had a, few, I had a couple of Joes, actually. I had a couple of Joes. Even Jack yeah. as well. No, yeah, there were some Jacks too. Yeah. Ryan's. Ryan's. We're some, just gonna keep going. Names. <laughs> <laughs> but next two hours of the pod, just listing off names of people we know. <laughs> Harry, Harry. Just, Harry. Just to finish off, wait. Just to finish Harry, off. Yeah, yeah. Harry, yeah. Harry's a good one. Just to finish off, some shout out Harry. Names, that... um, shout out Harry. Harry, who's listening to the pod, you know who you are. Hash, Hash has worked to big him up for. for shout out Harry. Shout out Harry. We love you, mate. Oi, um, just to finish off, some more, some a couple rogue names that I would have not expected in this list, or at least took me by surprise. We've got, we've got, tell me how to say this. <laughs> E-E-R-O. E-R-O. E-R-O. Is that E-R-O? E-R-O. Double E-R-O. I need an E-R-O. That's number 10. That's <laughs> number like 10. some sort of Marvel character. <laughs> some villain. <laughs> number 19. L-E-R-I-E-L. L'Oreal. 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 Like L'Oreal with an E. Yeah, Lariel. Lariel. And then sounds kind of French, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twenty-five. Wyatt. Who's calling the kid Wyatt? Wyatt. Wyatt. That's like some trailer like park American name. Sure. Yeah. Wyatt. 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 Get and your then to the creek. Representing number twenty-eight, Muhammad. Twenty. Oh, yeah, twenty-eight. That's fooling. That's fooling down though. That's yeah, pretty good for the UK the though, surely. It's not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Timmy, Timmy, you don't, you still don't get it. We're trying to take bro, over, man. That sounds, you lost sign a revolution, okay? So. Bro, we're, we're trying to be top four Champions League spots, bro. We need to take, need to take these games global. Yeah, yo, you. That means you lot need to think about what you're going to name yours. Then, if you want to take it global, I'm going to call my daughters Mohammed. <laughs> Just think about the top four spot. That's what yeah. <laughs> moving on, guys. Moving on. Question for you, man. We're obviously on a Zoom call right now, yeah. How much of that time do you spend looking at yourself rather than looking at the other person oh, or looking at the other people? As it like a percentage or something of the call? Yeah. I'll probably say 70, 30. 70 towards looking at other people, 30 towards looking at me. 
Interesting. Interesting. See, so, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Like yeah, I tend I'll to look so. at who's look. I tend to look yeah. at who's talking, but then every once in a while, you just kind of like quickly flash to yourself, see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. But seventy thirty. If you think about it, like we're on Zoom calls all day now, so we're looking at ourselves a lot these days. Mm. Have you man? Have you man heard of Zoom fatigue? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Yes, so, yes, yes. What is it? Yep. You haven't heard of Zoom fatigue, Hassan. So a study came out, I think it was like a month. It was, it was actually quite a while ago. I think it was like a month or two ago. And it's yeah, like it was a Stanford study that basically found that we were actually getting fatigued and like becoming more self-conscious because of this new world we're living in. Like we never ever in history have we been looking at ourselves this much before. Yeah. And like the mental problems and the mental strain that this is creating. So mm-hmm. this is this is a study from like a month ago, but I was just reading an article today about how it actually affects like women a lot more than men. I think like one in seven women found that they they were feeling fatigued from the amount that they watch that, that they're looking at themselves. Um, for men, yeah, that was like one in twenty, which is still quite a bit. Um, and yeah, my question for you, man, is like how how have you found it like on Zoom calls, looking at yourselves all the time? How do, what do you think that's done for your mental health and stuff? Or has it not really impacted you, man, at all? Not going to lie, yeah. You know, when you're waiting for people to join the call, I find myself, like, looking at myself for ages, like, <laughs> oh, am I sitting right? Am I sitting? Is this the right angle? I used to do that quite a lot. Um, mm. But I, I, I agree, man. The fatigue is mad. Like, like, not only looking at yourself, but very rarely do you have... So the way it's placed, it's like, if you're on a call with loads of people, there's like seven faces looking at you on a screen and that takes a stroll. Like it, it feels really weird. Like it, it feels like it should be like no issue. But when you're constantly like seven faces are looking at me, like I'm talking. Um, and then like you, that's every day for like however many months we've been in this environment for. It's exhausting. By like five o'clock, you're like, fuck, I cannot take any more. Like I can barely talk. Like I've been, you have to sort of be like constantly like, concentrating there's no minute to like relax and like fiddle but, around yeah but also tabby even when you're not talking people are still watching you so yeah. they, they call this um they call it hypergaze and, and the woman who, who wrote this article says like you're having 17 pairs of eyes on you whether or not you're even speaking and like what that does for your self-consciousness and it, and it's so true like we we've it's not like a policy but it's like they encourage us at our workplace to turn our cameras on. Um, okay, yeah. I turn it off, mate. I, 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 nowadays, I just like turn it off myself because I'm just I'm tired. Like to that point where you're like 17 people are looking at you, even though you're not talking. I just turn it off and I'm not talking because I'm like, fuck this, I'm going to relax. Yeah. I'm too tense right now and I'm not even speaking. Yeah. It's mad. Like when, when, I, was re- when I was reading this first, I was thinking, uh, and kind of based this on what we were first discussing with you, Tab- uh, Timmy, like talking about how we're getting out of this like world now. There's so many like elements to, to this new world we've lived in, but we didn't realize what it's actually done. And like, for example, yeah, like video conferencing, how that's actually affected how I feel like we've felt like physically and, and like mentally and stuff. Because um, uh, for me, I think about this having 17 eyes on you all the time. And it's true. Like you feel like you have to be on your best behavior every minute, like of the day. Mm, I don't think no, I've really... Definitely. I don't think I've really had the same it's not really had the same impact on me I think as it has with you guys um I don't know I've just I've just never kind of thought of it in that way of like having 17 people looking at you at at all time because even when even when you're not talking I'm like if I'm not talking then surely people are going to be concentrating on who is talking rather than concentrating on me whoever like looks at a place the amount of times like someone's talking and I'm not even paying attention to what they're saying I'm just like looking around the screen to what everyone else is doing but but yeah, um, I pre everyone I can't lie. But I actually I I'm I'm looking forward to getting back into into the office and actually having in person meetings because I yeah. I I think losing out on that like actual like face to face interaction mm. it's it's yeah it's it's quite a big miss because obviously there's only so much you can engage with people from behind the screen. Hundred mm. um, percent. Yeah, and I mean I was I was doing like a training session. Um, for like a, a group of people well, I think it was like last week and I I only had one screen up and I was like presenting so I couldn't even see like like their cameras or anything and like trying to present while reading through these slides but then you can't see the people you're presenting to you don't know if they're engaged or anything and oh, these yeah. are have like their cameras off they're like muting themselves so I'm like mm-hmm. all right cool does everyone have any questions 
Yeah. And it's just radio silence. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> Let's move well, on. I had, a, I had a similar experience. I cracked a joke, but obviously, because everyone's on mute, no one laughed. And I just like, giggled <laughs> to myself. And then I was like, that sounded really weird. <laughs> so I was like, that. To me, I hope someone laughed like in their room, but to me, but, that sounded like the worst joke like of all I, time. I, and I, I hate that. I hate, so when we have like our, our, our like, um, morning meetings with like my team, um, like the rest of the team will like put themselves on mute and stuff and like the manager will make a joke and like, I'll laugh. Like I'm, I'm happy to keep my, my thing off mute and laugh. But it just makes more like these meetings really awkward when people don't have like their mics on. It's like they're scared to like mm. interact on, on like these, but like you do, you'd laugh in real life. So I don't know why you need to like hide it just because you're on on vid. Mm. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I I don't like to hide. I, I don't like to hide my camera often. I only do it when I'm. Do when I do it sometimes on calls with 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 partners like third parties because some you don't want to like even though you're listening and stuff. Sometimes you know, especially if it's a salesperson who's talking to you, like if Harsham wants to have a meeting or someone or a Harsham type, I'm not trying to give you my full 100% attention. So Say like, the camera. No, no worries, bro. So I keep the camera off, like, but in general, I, I keep it on. But like, um, I definitely hear that in terms of like all eyes watching because I've done it a couple times when we have our, like, we have like big company meetings. You know how you can obviously like pin someone, um, to mm. your thing. So like, I'll pin somewhere, like, pin one of my friends, uh, colleagues to the to the, to the thing, and obviously like you're just watching them, and then you just like jump on, I jump on Slack and just be and like make some comment about you know, what they're doing at the moment or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that. And then the funny thing is, is that obviously like you're seeing them, so they like live react. So their yeah. eyes are there. What? <laughs> but yeah. they forget that you're reacting. You're yeah. just, you just feel like a puppet master, isn't it? It's just like <laughs> dance monkey. Like, yeah. like, but, and I've had it for me as well. Like um, on another one of these, when I, when I was growing the throw, um, someone just popped out like, oh, time for a trim, bro. Looking rough. Oh, I was just, and then I reacted. I did this, and I realized like, <laughs> while well, I've got my hands on my head, <laughs> like a fool. But oh, now, yeah, like I definitely. Um, I mean, I, I guess I, I'm not sure if I like Hassan. I'm not sure if I get tired as much in terms of the eyes on me, but <clears throat> just in terms of Zoom in general, um, especially in lockdown one, where it felt like you know we're using Zoom or Google Meet for work. And then we were socializing over Zoom, like yeah. that's when they got a lot. And I think that's when you, like you said, like you started to feel like you were seeing seeing each other through a screen and seeing yourself through a screen um, a lot. Like brought some different habits. Like mm. I've probably I've probably used Zoom to check how my hairline's looking more times, like yeah. like then I have a mirror, you know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah. So like little things like that. Um, but I mean, like I'm with you, has like I've been going to the office here and there past month, and it's just been so refreshing. For yeah. one, just to just to leave the yard and have somewhere to go, like during the week, but then also to just like my team, my my team goes in pretty well. Like our attendance is pretty good, so for us to like just be in the office as a group, um, and just be like talking, and you know, if you have a query, you just slide your desk and stuff rather than having to do like the five minute video call or the Slack thread and stuff like that. Like it makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, one more thing about like what this has meant, the change it's meant. One of the one another really key thing is in Zoom, you go straight from one call to another. For example, when it's back to back, there's none of that intermittent uh, like movement. Like when you go from a room to another, that yeah. allows you to like refresh. There's no change so in environment at all. Exactly. So I think that might also contribute to Zoom fatigue. But you, man, were talking about like the funny situations. You know what I always find really painful is when like say bare people are talking, and I think like I don't know if they all some of the software do they like mute someone if someone else talks. It like shuts up uh, their yeah, mic. I feel like it does that. Yeah. yeah, for, yeah, some, yeah. for some of them, it does that. Um, but like, I've had it in times where like, I feel like someone's trying to make a joke or say something to me and like, everyone's laughing or what, but you, the guy, he just doesn't come through. Yeah. Uh, it's so painful. I feel so. It's, it's been me enough times, actually. And it, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> there's, another, got... there's another angle, sorry, to it as well. You know, like how um, when you're in a face-to-face -face conversation with someone, there's quite a bit of distance between you. Like I could be in a meeting with you, but we're not going to be quite close up. We'll probably sit like a fair distance away. But on Zoom, like there's like 17 faces right in front of you, like the distance. Yeah. <laughs> so in a way it feels like you're under threat, like your body, <laughs> the way your, your subconscious like mind processes it is like you're under threat, but like obviously you're not. Yeah. But it's just the way it is. Like if someone's that close to you in your face, usually it's like a bit of a threat, isn't it? Yeah, mm. it's not up close and personal. Um, yeah, I've 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 um I have a funny story. So um, 
uh hopefully no one from my work listens to this so basically <laughs> so we had um, this happened twice to me now the first time was like over summer and the second time was i think it was literally last week where i had like a training um a training hangout google hangout so you jump on the jump on a call someone starts presenting and they take you through like this training thing so last week i was proper tired so i was like I'll, let me lie down in bed i'll just mute my mic turn off my camera and i'll, and I'll just listen to the training while i'm like, relaxing I flip and fall asleep <laughs> during this training call. I wake up like half an hour later. <laughs> it's just me left in this hangout by myself. <laughs> and luckily, like this one, there was only eight of us in the training call. The one in summer that I did, there was like, I think there was like 30 of us. And I woke up and it was just me and the guy who was presenting left in the room together. No. <laughs> guys probably thinking, what the hell is this guy still doing here? <laughs> Wait, was your cam on? No, no, my camera's off. I'll turn oh, off my camera off. Right. That's right. But the one from last week, like, I don't know, someone could have, like, asked me a question at the end and it just would have been, like, completely silent. Just like, where the hell is this guy gone? There, there has been some, like, good moments that have come from this, though. Like, I think everyone's heard stories about just, like, nightmare moments. Um, one, of my, one of my little, one of my cousin's son, who's, who's at school in, like, year, he's just gone into year eight. He was doing a, a lesson uh, across, uh, on Zoom. I don't know what happened. Um, he thought he basically ended the call. Everyone was still on it. But if he started changing, he, started <laughs> no. he pulled down his trousers. He's, luckily, he kept his pants on, his boxes on or whatever. Oh, but he fully God. pulled down his trousers in front of his whole class. Um, Wait, the teacher? <laughs> no, no, he did. My actual oh, cousin's he did. kid. Wait, how, how old is he? Is he, is he? He's, he's like 12 or 13. He's oh, 13. That's like, that's an embarrassing jokes, Trust that's me. So Trust. I'm like, bro, you're going to get bullied from now on. I hope you realise <laughs> <laughs> Oh, one of my um, one of my boys. Ah, oh, he listens to this. He won't even care. I'm not gonna name. I'm not gonna say his name, though. But he he um he went on a Zoom call at work, and he was like sending a voice note. So we didn't realize he didn't mute his mic, and he was talking about something that happened with him and a girl. <laughs> 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 so he's like, "Oh yeah, this 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 happened," <laughs> and it got quite graphic, but like slang words. Oh, so, but everyone on the call could hear. It. So his manager, everyone was like, "Who is that?" Talking in the background, <laughs> and then he had to have a call with his manager the next day. Oh, like that was no. so inappropriate oh. what you said, and he was he was just so embarrassed. But luckily, like nothing beyond that happened. Like he just got told off basically. But it's hilarious. I'll tell you offline what you were saying, but I was yeah. crying of laughter when he told me. Hey, that's jokes. I had well, mine wasn't as bad, but like um, you know, like you know, like notifications that come in on your on your laptop. So. I get so paranoid now when I share my screen. Like I was doing this um rotation, just like introduction to these two guys out in in LA, and like yeah, like I was obviously talking to, talking in conversation with someone kind of just prior to, um prior to the call, and then I'm always so like we have, obviously have group chats. There's other group chats. I'm pretty good at muting my group chats on WhatsApp to make sure that no notifications come through because you know you lot be wilding and I don't want like <laughs> me to be sharing my screen with a boss and like some of you said something mad. But also I hadn't done this with iMessage. So yeah, like it was P, I was just doing this presentation. And the thing is, you know, you can, it comes through on the phone first and then the laptop. So it was like my phone buzzed and I looked at it and my eyes just bulged. I was like, bro, wait, this is about to, <laughs> and all of a sudden just like ping, ping, ping. <laughs> and I was like, what do I do? I just had to keep presenting. Like I couldn't stop the screen share or nothing. Oh. And then these lot had the mics on and I could just hear a little, <laughs> so as soon as i was off the call I was just doing my googles like how do i how do i turn off like i message um i message notifications this can't happen again like, fortunately nothing that was said was wild but you know yeah. just... have you have you managed to, to turn it off yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's off oh, like i was gonna start just <laughs> sending you messages throughout the day that i just bear away <laughs> monday morning you might have a this time <laughs> Uh, but you meant to conclude i think i think i'm so glad we're going out of this period uh, i think zoom's gonna be here to stay though isn't it realistically we're gonna everyone's gonna be in this hybrid model we're gonna be on zoom calls um more than we like it uh but we have had some good moments from it. i think there have been enough jokes moments but for anyone who does suffer from zoom fatigue the person in this article does give you two suggestions to to be, to be able to settle zoom fatigue one is to uh, spend time learning to gaze non-judgmentally at your reflection. So, try, <laughs> so it says try sitting in front of a mirror for 10 minutes a day 
and and basically just stare at yourself and like be open and aware of yourself. Or, or, or the second option is uh, simply disable self view in Zoom. <laughs> so, Mad. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I I think the second one is very it's just a much better it's option. Easier option. So yeah. This guy's that's, definitely that's some that. like hippie guru guy in it. He's like, trust me. Understand yourself. Understand your chakras. Um, so yeah, on to the final one. Obviously, we've spoken a lot about the reopening and how it's just been nice to be about, have a good time. People have been getting their drinks in, so on and so forth. Um, and one event that is obviously going to bring a lot of people at the pubs uh, during the summer is going to be Euros this year, um, which I'm sure like people have been itching for uh, for quite a long time. So before I get into it, my question for you lot is, in the betting markets, what do you think are sort of the top five um, favoured teams right now for Euro 2020 from one to five? We'll start with uh, you, Hassan. Um, I'll say Belgium. Belgium, Spain, Germany, Netherlands. Oh, no, wait, I forgot France. Let me, let me start again. Belgium, Belgium mm. France, Spain, Germany, Netherlands. Belgium, France, Spain, Germany, Netherlands. Yeah. 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 Okay. Hash, what about you? I, I think England actually have a chance. So I'm, I'm going to swap them in for. I think I swap them in for. I don't know about how well everyone's doing right now. Maybe Spain or Germany. Okay. Are, Spain, are Spain at their best right now? Well, they battered Germany, didn't they? Yeah. Like yeah they then I'll take out. Then I'll take out. Then I'll take out Germany and put in England. I'm actually quite optimistic with England's team. But you're happy with like thinking Belgium, France. Uh, not in any particular order, but yeah, I, I was also thinking Belgium, Holland, mm-hmm. uh, Netherlands, mm-hmm. France, England, and then yeah, Germany or Spain. All right. Well, so, I got yeah. the I got the current rankings here according to Ozchecker. So I'll go from five to one. So five right now is Portugal. Really? To Actually, markets. to be fair, they've got a good crop yeah. coming up. If you think about the players, as, so, yeah. as soon as I said it, I thought of Portugal, but I don't know who I'd put them in for. Yeah. Over that five. Yeah, they got they got good, like obviously, like a lot of players doing wonders in the prem right now. CR seven always a threat. Yeah. Um, obviously, won the the last one as well, so maybe that's giving them some some push as well. So they're number five. And I think got Germany they're... at number four. I was going to say, and I think go that on. the Portugal team compared to the Euros one is much better from from the last Euros. Much better. That, that, these are got through on clearing right the whole way, bro. <laughs> they were not serious <laughs> at all. <laughs> so unserious. <laughs> so it's, there's definitely gonna be one unserious team like this 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 tournament now with this format. But Always yeah, we got Germany in, in Germany in fourth. Yeah, um, Belgium are in third. Fair. France are second. Interesting. And then number one. Don't who tell me. One, who you think? Don't tell me. Three lines. It's on coming show. home, boys. It's coming <laughs> home. <laughs> Three lines on a shirt. <laughs> yeah. No so currently, England are in fact the betting the betting favourites across most bookmakers um, to win Euro twenty twenty. Really? Um, and with yeah, Southgate yeah. And at the helm. W- in, especially with Southgate out of the helm, that seems to be, you know, obviously the, the glorious run of 2018. Everyone remembers that the Love Island World Cup summer of 2018. What a summer. Weirdest run to a semi final, ever. But ultimately, so Southgate has come out this week. He's done a, he's done a bit of a long, long form interview. Um, I think it was with Sky Sports um, or just an interview in general. And he's basically like, he's going hard or going home. Um, to be fair, like he's he's basically saying, like, um, you know, he said so. Well, what he said is that, of course, as a group, we want to win. Um, what's the point of us going if we're not going to try there and win? We have a got we have got a group of players not now, but for the next few years as well. That's going to mean England are competitive for years to come. And so, essentially, like he goes on with that shirt saying that you know this is not like win or bust, but the expectations for England this tournament should be to win it. Obviously, the betting markets are currently favouring that. The semi-final and the final this year are in um, are at Wembley, um, and I think there are some group games in England as well as part of the twelve-country format. So, you know, it's kind of it's not a home tournament, but it's obviously going to have that home tournament feel. There will be some fans in the stadium. I think it's like twenty. I think it's going to be quarter capacity, so twenty-two thousand five hundred. Though they'll allow in Wembley. Um, so I guess my, my my question to you lot is: A, like, 
do you think this confidence is misplaced by the betters, by Southgate, by everybody? Like, what who, what chance do you actually give England on a scale of, let's say, one to ten of of coming out of the Euros with the with the win? For me, for me, I think with Southgate as manager, yeah, I was going to mm-hmm. say six as well. I, I think it's six. I think if if we'd got a a manager with a more proactive way of playing football rather than opting to play three at the back, which he did for such a long time. And I think he may be changing it for the Euros. Hopefully he does, because we've got so many more attacking players that we just need to get on the pitch rather than sacrifice the one to play three centre-backs. Um, yeah, but I think definitely I'm really confident for England in the future. Like you see all the young players that are coming up. You've got like your Foden's, you've got Saka, you've got uh, Rashford, Sancho, you've even got Emil smith Rowe. These are going to be world-class players, I'd say, within like a couple of years. So as long as you can get them playing together now, then I think we could see a period of domination for England at some point, maybe at the next World Cup. Yeah. You know, um, on this point of like youth generation going through, you know, I mentioned I was uh, watching my cousin's kids play football today. I was speaking to one of my cousins who's older and we realised, he was like, oh, when I was young, young, there was, we didn't have like power league and goals. And that got me thinking, I wonder if, um, you know, one of the F2 freestylers in it, he was like, oh, I, I want to take some credit for uh, the new generation coming through with their like new tech. You know how like the new generation, yeah. like Foden, mm. Saka, they're more technical in it. <laughs> which, which F2 freestyle was it? What's his name again? J- Jeremy Lynch. Jeremy Lynch was like, yeah. in one of his interviews, like, oh, I want to take credit. But I actually think it could be like, could it be the proliferation of like goals and power league that like made, like forced the young the young players to work on the technical ability within five aside and stuff no i no because i think like these i think academies have just changed and how they approach the game now so yeah. i feel like the technical side of football especially in england has been emphasized a lot more in the recent years compared to the past mm-hmm. so i think i mean you even compare it to like when when you when you hear like our parents generation talk about football like their kind of mindset on what a good player is is com- is quite different to ours they would talk about the glory days of like mm-hmm. just get it like just just run down the line just like knock it long and run and get in behind all these kind of things mm-hmm. whereas now with us when when we say like what the best attributes for a player is it's it's more so the technical ability rather than the physical abilities mm-hmm. so i just think there's been a real shift in in the perspective of how english how the English view football now, which I think all comes from Arsene Wenger. He completely. I do. I know. Which Indy sport game, mate? I'm Wenger, Wenger FC, in it. <laughs> but it's, it's true. He, he, he came into the Premier League and he kind of revolutionised how the English approached the beautiful game. And he turned it into the beautiful game, I would say as well. I when think he definitely changed the game. Um, and he came, I mean, he changed a lot of things. Like, it wasn't just about how they played football, it was how players prepared, how they ate, trained, and so on and so forth. Yeah. I would say, yeah. in terms of this generation, I think what's happened is the English game at the highest level is no longer run by English people. Like, that's what we've seen, right? And so now the best and brightest English talent are getting coached up by just managers from countries that just play a more sophisticated level of football, which is why we just don't see a lot of that prototypical English style getting played at, you know, top of the top prem levels, even like the top 10. Um, and I'm not, I say English specifically because, you know, there are managers right now like Moyes, um, Brendan Rodgers. Obviously, we know what Sir Alex did during his time, um, even though that's sort of a previous generation. But all these guys aren't English. You know, they're all, you know, Northern Ireland, Scotland, so on and so forth. So it seems to be that just England in general, I mean, who's the best English manager in the league right now? Dean Scott Smith. Parker. Scott Parker, who's <laughs> about to get relegated. <laughs> and Dean Smith, who's what? Where's Villa now? 10th, even though they're probably going to leave Arsenal because, you know, you know how it is. But so because of that, it's just like, yeah, now English players who have always had the raw talent and now getting the, are now playing competitive enough football. But at the same time, they still maintained a lot of the physicality of English football where you see now like players that come from abroad that come to England, they have to have that adjustment period just because the pace and the power of the country is just, of the football in the country is just so much more intense and the schedule is more intense. So I think they're just better physically, but then they're also, like they're now having the tech to catch up with it. No, hold on. But what changed though? Because, wait, what's changed recently? Are you saying what, are you saying what's changed to make them more, to, to make this generation more technical? Yeah. 
Mm. I think I think I just think football has changed. Football has become a more technical a technical sport. And no, I think, but like 15, 20 years ago, twenty five years, as in the South Americans have always been technically like gifted. That's what they focus on. That's what they're really good at, and that's what's made them the best. And England have focused on the physicality of, of football, and that's just been a difference in approach, right? What, maybe yeah, it's been where's our technical ability starts to come through. Maybe it's been like the influx of foreign players into the Premier League. But I think that foreign, foreign players have, have been playing there for time and foreign managers have, uh, managers have been in the Premier League for time. Yeah, but I mean, I think that the wave of, like the best managers in the world, the best foreign managers in the world are now like, not only they come into England, but you think about guys like Ancelotti who, you know, he's in the Premier right now and he's just, no one's even really talking about him because of obviously where Everton are. There's just, there's a lot of quality managers in England right now who are playing quality football. And like, even look at Arteta, for all the thoughts of Arsenal's this season, you can see spurts of the football that he's trying to play, and obviously he's trying to mirror like what Pep is doing. It's just like it seems that a lot of a lot of English teams are just trying to play like higher quality football, um, and it's not like they haven't in the past. I mean, we had that golden era, you know, like, like quote unquote golden era between like sort of 05, 2010, where you know England was basically getting a team to the, the Champions League semis automatically, sometimes the final had a, had an all English final in there as well. So they were kind of the best in the in Europe, but I feel like we we obviously had that dip a little bit. But I feel like we've almost had just like a resurgence with like with Hassan said, the game has gotten more technical and improved. But I just think that the clubs at the top are just playing a higher form of football, and that's trickling down into our youth who are but coming you, up now. No, but you're talking about English league football. I'm talking about English players. Yeah, but what I'm saying though, it's English league football, but it drips into the academies. I'm saying it's, it's the, it starts at the top and it trickles down. Like yeah. if the first team is playing a type of football, they're going to trickle that down into the academy players, the ones that are sort of in between the academy and the first team. And then, you know, maybe they start to bring in um, academy managers that can play that style of football as well. So now the academies are starting to play a higher level of football. And ultimately you have these kids now who maybe from ages as early as like 14, 15, you know, are just playing more technical football from now until they have the opportunity to break into the first team. So now they're coming up 18, 19 years old, bags of talent like they've always had, but they just they just know the game better and they're playing better quality football. Yeah, I think I think it would be hard to like pinpoint exactly what changed in England and in English football for like these young players to now be coming up and being more technical. Um I I I don't really see like the in what you call like the insurgents or whatever of like their mm-hmm. their of um like goals and power league to be like a direct factor yeah no no even definitely though, not direct even though what i would say is if you do play on those kind of pitches where it's like it's much smaller and you have better kind of um pitch quality as well your technical ability does improve quite a lot so i think yeah i think maybe that could contribute to like yeah non like academy players so just for like your standard like 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 us lot who just go and have a kick about, we are probably more technical than than our parents era, who were probably playing on like grass pitches that were like massive and 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 whatnot. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that there's been a, a big change in in how people approach football now, and it's yeah. played in a much more technical sense. Physicality does come into it a lot, but I'd say it's more so now about endurance. Um, you look at Klopp and what he did at Liverpool. For them, it was the was called the Gengen press, whatever. Where they, where like their play is to force the other team into a corner and for them to lose the ball and then they overturn it and they'll keep that high intensity up throughout the whole game and and that's obviously come hand in hand with the development in sport in sports science as well. Mm. So being able to like you have so many like stats and like analysis on football now and and players not just on like their performance in the game but like their performance when they're running and things like that. You can have optimized diet plans for them. Where, whereby just being a physical team is not enough because everyone can be a physical team now. So yeah. now you have to find the new aspect, and that's that's actually having good technical players and playing yeah. and playing a good style of football as well. The the reason I mentioned like Pauli and goals, like it's like a really kind of outside of the box kind of thought. Pauli and goals, like that would actually contribute to. It. But I think one of my one of my again, I talk about my cousins a lot. I've got a lot of cousins, have a lot of conversations with them. Um, one of the, one of them, he because for his own kids, he really he he really wants to encourage them to like play football and be good at football. So, in in like the like the research he did, he found that it was Brazil and I think Portugal. He said like 
a lot of those kids grew up playing playing futsal and that's yeah. where they got their technical ability from futsal so it's actually just playing a different style of game and learning it from that yeah. and that's why i thought pauli and goals helped us develop this new style of football before before pauli and goals people didn't actually make play five aside or six or seven aside work on that technical ability the main style of play would have been just 11 aside in in these on these big ass pitches where you're, you're oh, like yeah. honing a different ability so yeah, yeah it was just it was just a random thought i mean so to, to kind of bring it back to to england and and like our hopes for the for the world cup uh sorry the euros this summer i mean i i would love to see us do well i mean i think i think we've we've had such a shit year it would be like so good to have like be able to like go watch england play and like see them go far um I think it would just come down to team selection as, as as one thing. I think I don't know if you like watch like uh, Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher. They did like a Monday night football analysis on um, on who they take to the Euros, and there, there's quite a lot of debate at the moment when it comes to like taking people like Trent, even taking someone like Sancho. Like neither of them had Sancho in their team, but I think for most of us, we would take him just for his uh, quality. So yeah, I think it'll come down to team selection, and then obviously the the first eleven that he plays. But we definitely have the like. The players there to go far. It's just whether we perform or not. We forgot to yeah, mention you, by the way, when you were mentioning young players, Jude Bellingham, man. Yeah, they they actually included him as well in 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 their selections. Um, but uh, I think I feel like I think he'll Gary end up being did. a guy. He might end up being a guy that gets selected to like because they do like what they do in original twenty nine first, don't they? And then they they tend to thin it down to the twenty three. Um, it's there's definitely a lot of choice, and like, Saki's got a tough decision. Me personally, I, I was surprised to see that England were currently favoured in the markets, um, just given the fact that you know Belgium. I think I'm pretty sure Belgium's currently the number one seeded team in the world, and obviously back in the in the World Cup they beat us. Well, they beat us twice in the groups and the and the third play third place playoff. Um, obviously, you know what France can do. Um, so I'm I'm a bit wary of the optimism. I'm kind of with you lot. I think I give England a. I don't know, man. Like, I'd like to give England a six out of ten to win the Euros, but I'm I'm probably more sitting in the five category to be brutally honest with you. Like, I just don't. I need to see them come together properly against proper competition before I start to get that feeling. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the home factor, well, quote unquote, home factor, is something that's um because you know markets can move all the time, so I don't want to get too caught up in that. But maybe that's something as well that's got a lot of people back in England just because they feel like. They've got added motivation to at least get to the semis, and if you can get England to a semi, then they'll have like the the home drive to get them the end through the rest. Also, what what another thing that might drive it is we have quite a few. Well, we've got two English teams still in the Europa League final and the Europa mm. League. We've got one English team in the Champions League run. Very likely that City no, will go. There's well, two City. in the Champions League. City, City Chelsea, and, uh, yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got a chance that there will be in in all English final in both the uh, Europa and Champions League so right. to have English players playing in that coming off the back of that like they're going to be pumped for the for the summer because they're, they're going to be playing obviously they're playing with players from other countries but they're they're thinking right I'm good enough to go out and get to a Champions League final playing against these teams that have players from all over the world that means we can definitely come together as, as, a, as an England squad and replicate that and get us further in the competition so hopefully as much as I, actually, to be fair, I wouldn't hate an all English Champions League and Europa League final. Um, really, we had one a couple of years ago. Yeah, was... I mean, I, I just like, I just like to see some variation in it because I feel like mm. all English can sometimes be a bit dry. But um, I think it would do. I think that would that would really boost the confidence of like the players um, going into the into the summer into the Euros. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, for me, like just to to touch on that, I. I definitely want to see an Arsenal United Europa League final. She's a bit of another subject, but just be fun for the TL. Plus, I'd, I'd rather lose to United than lose to Emery um, if we had to. Um, but yeah, I, I, I get your point that, you know, at this point now, English football is kind of having that resurgence. Um, and so we'll have to see what happens. I just feel like, I don't, again, it's to do with the fact that, you know, these guys that play for these, they play for the club players, they play for these top European um, managers now there's no I feel like there's not that much of an English influx into like English league football at the top and then you know to go from that to the internationals when I'm sure it changes quite a bit um, it's almost kind of like believe it when I see it and I I think everyone now has kind of um, done a post-mortem on the World Cup in 2018 and <laughs> felt like you know 
the run was great to be a part of and it was a lot of fun but when you actually like look at it it wasn't an amazing like, it was terrible. Have to, yeah it wasn't good <laughs> at all so that hasn't sparked the same kind of confidence yeah. that maybe they hoped it would um in like realistically for this tournament but you know let's see what happens man like it's going to be it's going to be a good summer you know let's see if they can live up to like all the all the hype that we've had over lockdown free all the reopening you know and like you know yeah for sure so just um look out for your local pubs you might catch one of the send news boys there england flag <laughs> on our back faces painted right and red screaming three lines will. on the shirt <laughs> Awesome's definitely going England flag out of his window right now. Oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, guys, thanks again for tuning into the Send News podcast. As always, make sure to go check us out on our socials, on Instagram, that's at the Send News podcast, and on Twitter, that's at the Send News pod. We upload every Wednesday, and you'll also be able to catch on bonus content on our socials too. And Tabby's not here today, so I thought I would take on the responsibility of closing out the show with some final words. And I kind of just want to reiterate what I said earlier on in the show. People... Nights out don't have to revolve around Soho. There's so much more to do in London. Go support your local. Stop going into central London to go buy these £20 cocktails, to go party with these corporate people. Get down to your local, support them. They've been suffering a lot through COVID. And um, stay safe and stay blessed. Peace out.